Hello and welcome back to the Rope Axis and Climbing Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey Stevenson, and today I'm going to be talking to you about working at heights and the difference between rope access versus fall protection. If this is your first time here, please make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. So stay tuned. Step into your harness and get ready for a podcast about the vertical world. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning into today's episode. So today we're talking about the difference between rope access and fall protection. But first of all, we need to kind of dive into some of the details prior to even getting certified. All right. So, so first and foremost, when do you need to be tied off and what does tied off mean? So anytime that you are working above 10 feet, maybe six feet, um, you're going to have to kind of check out your local legislation and, uh, you know, the company policies, they may dictate a different number. Um, so they're going to have some sort of a fall protection plan that will state that you need to be attached to a structure that's rated for, you know, 3,600 pounds, 5,000 pounds. Anytime that you are exposed to a fall greater than 10 feet or six feet, like I said, whatever that number is. Also, anytime that you are exposed to an edge or an open hole. So here where I live, anytime that you are within six feet of that exposed edge or that open hole, you also have to be tied off. All right. So step one, um, understand your legislation and kind of understand your company's policy and their fall protection plan and figure out when you are required to be tied off. All right, so the big question here, what is the difference between rope access and fall protection? Now, there's a lot of differences uh, realistically, um, but the biggest difference that we can kind of talk about here is one, training. Um, and the training is going to be a, will separate the, uh, the two certifications pretty substantially. Um, we'll talk about that here soon. Um, another one is just the equipment. We'll talk about that a little bit here later as well. And the next big thing that will, you know, break it down the easiest way to understand it is that rope access requires you to have a redundant system and be attached to the anchorage by two independent, uh, points. So, you know, from your harness to the anchorage, you need to be independently attached by two redundant points. In uh, fall protection, you only require one independent point uh, to the anchorage. Uh, what is the difference in training? So a standard fall protection course um, here where I live is a eight-hour in-class, in-person course. Um, and then you cover the legislation on working at heights. So in that, you'll talk about what the difference so. is of fall arrest, work positioning, and work restraint, and kind of dive into those different methods, talk about different pieces of equipment that you can use for each one of them, 
um, and kind of show you different uh, harnesses uh, used in that industry. In rope access, obviously, we spent some time talking about that here. Uh, a standard rope access course, a rat or a sprout, whatever it is, is a minimum of four days of training with one independent day of assessment with a third-party assessor or evaluator. So obviously, with that, you have a lot more you know understanding there's a lot more to know in the rope access industry than when it comes to you know how to get from point a to point b um you know you're working in suspension in when you're working under a fall protection certification you're not really working under suspension too often unless you know you're doing work positioning and you know there's a lot of gear that allows you to do you know just that does your rope access certification supersede a fall protection certification? And um, here where I live, no, it does not. Uh, depending on where you live, it may. I don't know the legislation where you live necessarily, but here in North America, they are two independent courses, two independent certifications. Um, and in my province here, they are two independent uh, legislations. Um, so just because you have a rope access certification does not allow you to operate with fall protection equipment. Um, an easy, easy example of this would be, say you had to work in an aerial work platform. If you only have a rope access certification, you are not allowed to work in an aerial work platform and be tied off to the basket. Um, and the reason is you just don't have the certification for that. You don't have a fall protection, fall arrest certification to work in that basket. Um, you know, you can get the area work platform uh, certification, but to be on most sites, you do require to be tied off inside the basket once you come off the ground. So therefore, you wouldn't be allowed to. That's probably the easiest way to kind of give you an example of where one doesn't supersede. Now, a lot of people are like, well, my errata does because I cover fall protection in my, in my errata course. Well, you touch on it, but it's, it's not a fall protection course. Um, think of it more as an awareness aspect of things than anything else. You know, you may spend an hour out of a 40-hour course um, talking about fall protection. And, you know, like I said, with the requirements of an eight-hour course for fall protection, it doesn't even meet uh, the, the minimum requirements for the legislation here. Now, I, like I said, where, where you live may, may dictate a different rule, and I don't know what that is, but here in North America, um, it is what it is, and I'm sorry, but it, it does not exceed, uh, supersede the legislation of fall working under fall protection um can you you can you use rope access equipment for fall arrest and uh, it depends um there are you know items of equipment um you know like the asap that is actually you know designed as a mobile fall arrest device the um, energy absorber, the absorbica or the absorber, um, are certified to the EN 355 standard, um, for, you know, for fall arrest. So providing it's attached to the sternal or dorsal D ring. Yeah, technically, uh, it, it 
does count. Um, but before you, you know, take this, um, make sure you check out your local legislation under fall protection um, and verify that, you know, that equipment is deemed safe for fall arrest. Um, also make sure to talk to your technical authority or subject matter expert to ensure that it's okay under your company policies, okay? Um, like I said, every company is gonna have some sort of fall protection plan. They're gonna have an idea of equipment they want you to use in the event that you are exposed to a substantial fall. Um, and you know, you're going to have to follow those, uh, those requirements for each company. And then extending on that, um, one big misconception that we have certainly here where I live is, um, the individuals coming from overseas, uh, that think that it's okay to use a, one single cow's tail, um, attachment and call that fall arrest providing your feet are, you know, securely on a structure or on a ladder or something. Um, they call that the, their two points. Um, but, you know, I've talked about this before on, uh, I believe an acceptable, unacceptable, uh, episode where, you know, what's the big difference between fall arrest and, and, and rope access and the two independent attachments to anchorage is the big difference there uh rope access requires you to have a redundant system if you have only one cow's tail then you're no better off than working under fall arrest now with that being said a cow's tail is not certified not tested um, not deemed safe to be used as fall arrest piece of equipment therefore you're not allowed to use a single cow's tail as a fall arrester um so just kind of, you know, get rid of that uh, misconception. If you have one cow's tail, you're on one point. You're uh, obviously breaking the rules of rope access. Um, your feet do not count as a point of attachment. Uh, obviously, if the one cow's tail fails, there's excluding the fact that you're standing on something. There's nothing stopping you from falling. And that's the complete point to to rope access here is making sure that you don't have that ability you have two points to uh, prevent that potential of any one item of equipment failing that there's something there to back you up so that's all i really have for today so thank you very much for tuning in um all right so yeah Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. Let me know in the comments below what uh, you know the legislation is for you. Maybe you are allowed to use one cow's tail where you live, and that's interesting. I, I don't know, what, like I said, what the legislation is where everybody lives. I have people from all over the world uh, tuning into this podcast, and that's absolutely amazing. And I'm you know equally learning from you. Obviously, I. I kind of specialize in the in the industry where I live um, and you know I look forward to uh, you know talking to people from abroad where where things are different and I understand that so uh, yeah like I said let me know in the comments below um, subscribe it's right down here and hit the bell for notifications if you're watching this on YouTube um, you know follow us wherever you get your podcasts 
give me a review as it definitely helps out the uh, the podcast and gets it out there to more people. Um, and yeah, until next time. <laughs>